Good people, welcome to Nerd vs Noob, a very special edition of Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. We'll get into that in a little bit, but first of all, I am your co-host Sam Hurley, representing the Nerd Camp, and I am joined by my fellow nerd in arms, Mr. Spanky. How are you, Spanky? Yeah, good, thanks. And the reason why this is so special is because we are doing the New Zealand film I Survived a Zombie Holocaust, but we are doing it with the lead actor, Harley Neville. How are you, Harley? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, if you haven't seen the movie, but you want to listen along and potentially hear some spoilers, we're going to have a plot of the movie. What's the plot, Spanky? Wesley's first day as a low-budget film runner gets really bad when something in the local water supply turns the extras into zombies. Yeah, that sort of makes sense. Now, IMDb have rated this at 4.9. Rotten Tomatoes, though, on the other hand, 82%. But Harley, as the star of the movie, what would you give this movie out of 10,000? Oh, look, I, out of 10,000? Out of 10,000. Uh, we get very specific on right. scale. No, yeah. 8,000, for yeah. sure. And I'd like to talk about that IMDb 4.9 just for a wee second. The reason why it got a 4.9 on IMDb is because internationally not australia new zealand but everywhere else in the world has a prior cut of the film which was uh, a mistake that was made and so basically the film got distributed to america and all of these places uh, a, a prior cut which was a little bit slower not quite as snappy not as many good jokes and so on and so we um we we re-edited it and released it officially but uh internationally was the wrong version and when that happened as soon as it came out in america it got pirated it went on pirate bay and all of these places and millions of people saw it and then what happened was they went to imdb and said oh it's too 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 long and too slow and blah 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 and they shit all over it and gave it shitty ratings on imdb but in reality they're watching a pirated uh prior cut so they're rating it after having pirated it watching a prior cut which really twists my knickers understandably so yeah i wonder if um suicide squad suffer from the same problem <laughs> no it's just a shit film oh, i mean we don't read any, don't read anything into this shit exactly whereas um obviously there's harley's review of the movie and a little bit of an explanation what about you spanky what would you score this out of ten thousand? Oh, solid seven six I'm seven six yeah, 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 like a... Like a what, 76 out of 10,000? No, no, no. <laughs> 7,600. 7,600. Difficult, yep. difficult to give a uh, poor rating, given that I'm right here across from you, glaring. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I thought that that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I won't even give any justification other than the glare. It's not just that, dear listeners. He's now had a gun aimed directly at Spanky's face for the last five minutes, and now it's pointing at me. So I'm going to give this movie uh, 8,192. Nice. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I love my low-budget horror movies, and this one did not disappoint. Cool. So anyway, that moves us on to the question part of the podcast. For those of you that are our new fans that we're leeching off uh, the fandom of I Survived a Zombie Holocaust and have decided to listen to this, what we do on this uh, film review show is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. We start with an all-play question that we all ask, then we take turns asking three questions each, twice through, and then we finish an all-play question. So the first question that we've got here, guys, is Dearest Weasley is fresh out of film school and he's ready to rock and roll film, but it's a nightmare. Now, what's the worst job that you guys have ever worked? Me? I mean, I worked at KFC as a cook. That was really terrible. That was uh, true. I remember that. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Was... Being a frequent at KFC, I'm surprised Sam doesn't, actually. Was, I do, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was uh, truly appalling there. Um, really miserable job. Messy, dirty, stinky, and thankless, and crap pay. Uh, and also, I was uh, a part of a machine that uh, promoted animal cruelty and all the rest of it as well. So it was morally reprehensible. 
and it paid shit. And then the other one I had was I worked in a pillow factory and I had to <laughs> had to bite the pillow. No, I had to. Um, <laughs> That's what they said. I had to try them all first. <laughs> no, and so I had to um, sew the pillows and I was sort of using this big machinery in a factory for min- minimum wage, pillows and duvets and, and that type of thing. And it was all these Holy sharp shit. hooks everywhere. And if you cut yourself and got blood on the duvets, it was an issue, uh, which did happen quite often. And <laughs> Better morally and ethically than the KFC be- job. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Got definitely. It. What about you, Spanky? I worked at a, a, a blueberry orchard, which yeah, is yeah. going to be my one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at you while I'm saying this. So maybe actually I'll let you go on the blueberry orchard as to why it was so bad. But we worked the same job together, and it was just shocking. It was a summer at university in which both of us needed jobs. We ended up working for a blueberry orchard. At the end of the season, we got asked to get underneath a conveyor belt that basically moved blueberries from one end of the factory to the other, getting frozen in the middle. And along the way, a lot of those berries fell off. So we had three months worth of blueberries that had been festering and rotting underneath this belt that it was about a foot high that we had to climb underneath and scoop out amidst dead rats. Spanky eventually threw a tantrum, stormed out of the aquarium, and refused to fucking work here ever again. Whereas I put it out for an hour and it's kind of funny because we came out of there covered in blue red purple everything we honestly look like extras out of sort of a holocaust movie (laughs) (laughs) well that moves us on to my first set of three questions that i have for you two things in this movie quickly turn to shit now we see how long these actors last in this world but i want to know personally how long you two think that you would survive in this movie's world well uh i wouldn't survive that long and it's because i would immediately run away uh deep into the bush to get away from all the zombies and I would die of exposure because I'm a domesticated human who doesn't know anything about living in the forest. I, I'd like to think that I'd be some sort of hero and I'd, you know, get the girl and all the save humanity, but no, in reality I would run away and die of exposure. I totally agree. I'm the running type as well, but I think you missed one key thing which is part of the survival which is secure supplies Mm. and then run Mm. you know what i mean you have to do a wee like supply run first and then we run away so i have the same reason but i think different result i think i survived because of my superior gathering skills Mm. well i'll just follow you then (laughs) (laughs) you might have amazing gathering skills but i've seen your rationing skills Fair enough. Okay, it's the next question from you guys. If this movie was a cocktail, what do you think would be in it? It'd be a Bloody Mary with a lot of ice because bloody, obviously, zombies, <laughs> and then also ice because it was freezing, freezing cold. We filmed in a Dunedin winter, you know, which is reasonably close to Antarctica in the grand scheme of the world. Pretty miserable, and uh, the blood was just everywhere, very sticky. And we filmed in the bush, so so you've got sort of elements of green, you've got some blood, you've got ice. That is I Survived a Zombie Holocaust as a cocktail. Right, so I'm going sticking with the zombie theme, and I'm thinking something green, something brown, maybe a wee bit of red, and something to make it curdle a wee bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking Midori, Bailey's, drops of lemon juice, mm-hmm. and Tabasco sauce, because it's got a bit of fire in it as well, so... Mm-hmm. There we go. That's my... Uh, what's that called? Uh, the Zombie Holocaust. Oh, good. <laughs> that's, that's what it now, man. So if you're listening, guys, go out and make one of those. Um, go make one of those in the kitchen right now. Yeah, test the results and don't send us your lawsuits. <laughs> cool. So, final question from me. There's a couple in here that I thought of when I wrote down this question, but I'd like to hear what you guys think. What character in this film clearly just needs to get laid? 
well it's got to be smp the director like that guy (laughs) that guy really needs to relax but that being said i actually kind of feel like all of the characters are pretty sexually uh you know frustrated two of the characters do at one point have sex in the in the show so you know there is some sexual relief but yeah, probably SMP, the director. <laughs> Doesn't both people have to be alive for it to have been consensual? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's one person getting <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it's just one person having sex. Zombie <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> so you totally stole mine. I, I went with SMP too. I thought right. that, that the actual the performance and the yeah. intensity of that. It's almost roid ragey, and I just thought that was an over-backup of yeah. testosterone. So well, We must be right then. Yeah, yeah you must be right, because that was yeah. the guy I thought of. I absolutely <laughs> loved him in this movie. It's like, I don't know if Guy just said to him, look, just go for whatever you want. Just fucking... And he did. He just charged at it and yeah. nailed and he, it. Andrew Lang, his name is, and he did a great yeah. job. Great to work with, and I really couldn't see anybody else doing doing a better job at that character. So he, he did awesome. Andrew Lang, his yeah. name is. Cool, so Spanky moves us on to your first set of three questions. Okay, so uh, every, every great movie needs a, a a theme song suggest what the theme song for this movie would be i really couldn't think of anything here (laughs) Um, i'm not particularly musical which is why it's strange that i'm in a rap duo with guy (laughs) guy the writer director so i guess maybe just one of our songs one of our rap songs would would be do you have a specific one let me see the good the bad and the ugly uh, or uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. The good, the bad, and the ugly was one of our rap hits, right? So, so probably that one. Yeah, I mean, I I struggled on this one as well. But then the first thing that came to mind was these guys are a bunch of survivors, and literally then got stuck on a fucking endless loop of Disney childs. I'm a survivor. I'm gonna give yeah. up, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, just get out of my head. And I literally got stuck on that. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, there's been uh, quite a bit of popularity of zombie-related stuff. The Walking Dead, World War Z, and Zombieland. Do you think they'll still be making zombie films in 20 years' time? Yes, I do. I think they'll still be making zombie films because zombie films aren't really about zombies. They're about people being forced to revert to their animal instincts and and uh, human nature when civilization crumbles. Stuff's only becoming more relevant, not less. Zombie films are really a commentary on, I don't know, how civilizations fall i think yep. as opposed to um just being about zombies yeah you're right there i mean romero's films were reflective of you know a sign of the time sort of thing like having one in the shopping mall at the height of capitalism and all that sort of stuff i mean they were sort of reflective of social commentaries and i agree i think all films have their popularity they sort of you know come and go like at one point hollywood made nothing but westerns it seemed like and now you hardly ever see any westerns but i still think zombie films are going to be made in 20 years and maybe just not as prevalent as today that's some robust discussion there guys mm. well done so from one very very serious question to another very very serious question <laughs> what would be your zombie killing weapon of choice mg42 it uh served the germans very well and it's got a lot of stopping power uh and uh you know they're not going to get close to you if you've got an mg42 set up well provisioned lots of ammo uh good easily defensible position it's not so good if you're on the run you know because it's a very heavy um big um, weapon but you know if you're if you're setting up a defensive position mg42 if you're running around a lot perhaps something more like a i don't know uzi or something small with a lot of um firepower still yeah, in the words of, I uh, can't remember which rap, but my Uzi does weigh a ton. I think it's deceptively <laughs> it's heavy. Enemy, isn't it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I mean, I, I sort of took this from the perspective of worrying about running out of bullets. So my original answer was going to be a katana. 
you know, similar to Michonne and Walking Dead, etc. But then I was like, what would be fucking better than a katana? And I came up with it, a lightsaber. That'd be my zombie killing weapon of choice. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> Just, yeah, I guess it depends. You don't want to get blood on you, maybe. But, you know, maybe to cauterize the wounds, you see. So, That's true, yeah. So maybe you wouldn't get blood on you. But you really don't want to get that blood anywhere. That's why you got to avoid the melee weapons, you know. And yeah. it's like it doubles as a torch as well, <laughs> and a, cook- a cooking device. That's right. Yeah. You know? Cutting down doors <laughs> as well. Cool. So Harley, that'll take us on to you for your first set of three questions. Okay. So uh, there are some video game references in I Survived a Zombie Holocaust. Did you notice them? And what are they? No. And I'm a gamer. Mm. definitely and i was an old school gamer as mm-hmm. well so nintendo original nintendo mm-hmm. original playstation uh, <laughs> commodore 64 before that so yep. i'm like old school gamer and no i didn't get them so right. i'm a little bit i'm actually shocked yeah. and now i'm really interested to hear what they are see that's what makes me laugh is that you did own a playstation which i borrowed from you one day and didn't give back for two and a half years and one of the games that I played on that quite a bit was Resident Evil, and I spotted a very similar scene at the start of this movie. Yeah, there's actually two. There's two two nods to Re- Resident Evil uh, in I Survived a Zombie Holocaust. The opening scene is a very clear reference to the opening intro of the original Resident yeah. Evil, where they're running through the grass and the camera's all low down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's all misty and all that stuff. Uh, and then the other one was the, the first zombie that you see in Resident Evil is crouched over eating the face of somebody and he slowly um you walk up behind him and then uh, there's a cut scene and he he slowly stands up and turns around and he's revealed that he's got like you know a zombie face uh and oh, yeah. and so there's a scene where in the in the lab of an ice survivor zombie holocaust there's a lab and in that lab uh my character goes at some point to to visit the the, the mad scientist and the person uh we find him but he's being eaten and that we sort of took that same shot of this uh, the zombie slowly turning its head and looking at me uh, and at that point I don't oh, sorry actually I'm confused but that's the gist of it yeah. right. <laughs> it's not me it's not me it's the mad scientist that um, sees that zombie and he doesn't know what's going on right. and, that's and right. the yeah, first yeah. time he sees a real zombie in the whole film and so he sees it it slowly turns its head and looks at him uh, and that's a direct takeoff of Resident Evil as well, or a nod to it. A nod. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that one, but yeah, the first one. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right, what do we got here? <laughs> How much do you think the budget of I Survived the Zombie Holocaust was? Being the nerd I am, I was very tempted to try and Google this and find this out, but I'm going to go with half a million? Yeah, and I was splitting the difference. I was going somewhere between that. I thought less, but not by much. Say three sixty two and twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Holy shit, you got it. <laughs> Accuracy, people. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the budget was was two hundred and fifty grand, which we got from the film commission. So a little bit less than both of what you were thinking. But Guy and I did as well sink in a bunch of our own personal money into it over the preceding sort of five years yeah. just to get it finished, basically. So it went into post production, and then all these expenses happened, and we'd run out of the official two hundred and fifty grand, and someone had to pay for them so that someone was was guy and i uh so we, there was probably it was probably more like i don't know two hundred and seventy thousand or something when all was said and done maybe but yeah 250 is the official number oh yeah right yeah so that part where andrew lang is smp goes on a bit of a rant about how he's been applying for money for years and years was <laughs> yeah. that a in joke oh yeah, the, yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah Definitely. it was funny because guy 
as he was writer director Guy Pigden, as he was uh, shooting the film, slowly became SMP uh, <laughs> himself, <laughs> and it got worse. It got worse as the years went on, and the post production dragged on and on and on, and 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 he was having frustrations uh, getting it finished and dealing with some people and some things, and so yeah, very slowly he uh, did turn into SMP. I guess deep down inside, he probably imagined himself to be Wesley, but he was not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, on a scale of one to ten. Good question, guys. On a scale of <laughs> 1 to 10, how hard were you during the cock sock scene? Spanky, you can answer this first. Oh, I was going to go with negative. Just, I'm sorry, <laughs> dude, but hairy guys just don't do it for me, eh? You know? <laughs> you, you, Shave that shit. You had actually, you, you had actually shriveled up. Yeah. <laughs> Started inhaling up inside you. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm going to nod to the film. I'm going to say I'm a 4, but it was only a semi. <laughs> <laughs> nice cool so that takes me on to my next set of three questions I had to ask this question because the guy um, reminded me a lot of myself and shit that's a bit of foreshadowing on one of our later questions but anyway we're treated to Tane reminiscing over his fictitious rugby achievements about how awesome he was and how he used to be a big hero for some one random game of rugby later turned out to be half true and well actually not true at all but what half-true achievement do you guys often brag about to strangers? I don't have just one. I have a bit of a cycle of them so they don't go stale. <laughs> I, I guess if you, you want the most recent one. I came 15th in ski across in the year 2003 at the University Games. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's and for the European types. And what's the what's the half-truth of it? I yeah. did, but there wasn't that many people that entered. Right, but there was only... <laughs> <laughs> so that's the half There was 11 entrants and you yeah. came 15th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So there's the half-truth. <laughs> yeah nice I, I'm pretty shit really at making small talk and so I don't really I don't really don't have anything uh, for this that's alright that's cool okay so great New Zealand horror film that people should go check out but what about other ones is there other New Zealand horror films past or present that other people should go check out well ours is pretty much the only good one um, so so I don't know maybe brain, brain Dead or Bad Taste you know obviously they, they influenced I Survived a Zombie Holocaust you know very clearly we could never try and deny that so um, I thought Housebound was good and they were a sort of not really a competitor well I guess they, at one point they were a competitor because they got funding through the same initiative as we did and so they got it we got it and then we were we're both horror comedy and I guess there's not really competition but there's competition in the sense that you want to be the best most successful film that came out of the escalator initiative which was (laughs) the name of of the funding grant we got and so they were kind of our competition but they uh they won without a doubt they did way better they had a much bigger uh response everybody kind of uh, they were marketed a lot better and they did also apparently get more money from somewhere as well uh which we didn't but yeah housebound i thought was was pretty good probably go check that out as well uh, after you've watched i survived a zombie Holocaust. Yeah, so that sounds like pretty much a rundown on all the horror films in New Zealand. <laughs> and my last little thing, I mean, like, I do Meet the Feebles. Yeah, yeah. does does Utu count maybe more thriller than horror? So, I don't know. I agree with Harley and everything. There's a, another short film, No Caller ID, which I think other people should check out, shouldn't Yeah, they? that's true. <laughs> we did shoot a short film called No Caller ID, which just did a big festival run. Uh, well, it's actually in an ongoing festival run. It's still got a couple more screenings coming up. It's a short, and unfortunately the listeners can't uh, watch it at the moment. There is a trailer on YouTube if you search Pigville, which is the name we make films under. 
Pigville, no caller ID, you'll find a trailer there. The exciting news, though, is that we've just got a sales agent for it. So we've just uh, signed a deal to allow a sales agent to sell no caller ID uh, in New Zealand and Australia. And so hopefully sometime soon, assuming it gets bought, there'll be somewhere where people can actually watch it. So keep an eye out for that. Awesome. Okay, so my final question. Uh, Wesley Pennington, hands down one of the most whitest, Britishest names I've ever heard in film history. But I want to know to you guys... Do you think there is another more Britishy name than Wesley Pennington in film history? Well, to that, I would respond that Wesley Snipes is black. That's true. And that, is true. that Raquel Pennington is an American MMA fighter of Mexican descent. So you're wrong, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> perhaps uh, Donald Trump or something like that might be a more white name. Yeah, yeah. And, and I agree with you, and I found an example. And my uh, my example is Pride and Prejudice. I thought, what more Ponzi yep. English white name? Spanky's favourite movie. Um, all the time. <laughs> and and the, the, the lead character's name on that, Mr. Darcy, is actually Fitzwilliam Darcy. And right. I was like, that's pretty that's, white. That's pretty white. <laughs> that, that, that's pretty white. I could paint my house with that name. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, Spanky, your next set of three questions. Okay, so a lot of characters with a, a bit of someone in them, obviously. Which character do you relate most to in real life? See, I've already sort of foreshadowed on this. It's definitely Ben Baker's character, Tane Henere. He's just me to a T, just telling random stranger stories about my life and thinking they care. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Made a podcast out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, for me, it's Susan, because she is uh, sort of hungry for her big break. She's an aspiring performer, but she always kind of gets lumped with crappy behind-the-scenes jobs, which uh, is something that it's happened to me time and again, you know, where I'm, like, behind the camera filming somebody, and I'm thinking, ah, oh, fuck you, you know? <laughs> or um, you know, I'm, I'm putting graphics on TV and stuff like that. That's my day job. I put graphics on TV. You know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, I want to be on the other side of the camera, uh, and and I'm not. And in the case of Susan, she she wants to be on the other side of the camera, but she's uh, doing the catering instead and has no passion for it. So I really relate to that. One of her best skills is chopping, though. That that <laughs> does come in handy in a zombie holocaust. It, it does. does. It <laughs> so you don't see much of yourself in Weasley? Uh, nah, not a huge amount. Looks wise, maybe. <laughs> yeah, just 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 body hair <laughs> wise. Sort of looks like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the body hair ratio is the same as mine. But no, nah, not a not a huge amount. If anything, Guy is more like Weasley than me because you know Weasley's a real film nerd. He's really he watches everything, knows about all that stuff. I don't actually watch nearly enough films. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. So. Just like the the song, I think every movie needs a good tagline. What would be a good tagline for this film? So I would say, uh, cinema never dies, because yeah. you know you got the zombie thing, you got the movie thing. Um, it all kind of fits. And to be honest, that was actually a name we came up with after the fact. And interesting story here is that I survived the zombie holocaust. We kind of fucked up on the name, really. That was the working title, and we just kind of left it there. And we never really came back and gave it the the thought it really required and unfortunately the way it happened was in 2010 when we got the funding for I Survived a Zombie Holocaust zombies were hot uh, World War Z hadn't actually come out then you know it was the pre-World War Z kind of thing and then what happened was over the proceeding four and a bit years uh, as post-production dragged on and on and on and on and on zombies the zombie market got oversaturated with all these like crappy zombie films and then so by the time our film came out in 2015 we had kind of missed the wave but that's fine you know we we could have avoided that by changing the name so if we'd called it cinema never dies we avoid the z word 
mm-hmm. you know, and it, we focus on the movie thing, which is really what you think is kind of the hook for the movie. I mean, mm. essentially, it's about a zombie film set that gets overrun with real zombies from a nearby um, village, which has a zombie outbreak, right? So that's kind of, yeah, a, a better name for it. So instead, it could be a tagline for it. But if I could go back in time, we'd probably would have called it that. Cinema never dies. Interesting. Right. Yeah. A little bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. So my answer is not as long as that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I'm just going to go. Like I was, I was reading this on the way up here, and I was trying to think up a, an answer for this because this one always seems to stump me. But I'm going to combine Garfield's famous "I hate Mondays" with the fact that zombies moan and have "I hate moan days." <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> that works hard. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, I hate moan days. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> All right. So um, one of the one of the cool things about this movie, in my opinion, is uh, the the twist at the end. And and we won't spoil we won't spoil too much because we're we're hoping for people to enjoy this movie for their first time after listening. Uh-huh. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. So pitch an alternate ending. See, I, I think the ending to this movie is great. It's um, it's meta. It's very cool and unique. Uh, without spoiling the ending too much, I would have loved another shot of zombies coming from the wrong direction, uh, shot onto Wesley uh, Pennington's face, and oh fuck, not this again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that would have been a good. That would have been good. Where mm. were you five years ago? When, <laughs> you know? He was setting up for yeah. sequel. He's, yeah. he's got sequel. In there mind, we go. Though. That's got yeah. sequel in mind now. Yeah. Well, yeah. we do. Uh, look, I don't have really an alternate ending. We put all our energy into that ending, but we do have ideas for a sequel, essentially telling the story of from when zombie holocaust ends and uh before he's making a movie which well, i don't know the listeners are really wondering <laughs> what the fuck's going on now but yeah. <laughs> but you know basically there's a story to be told where it picks up where wesley leaves off and then i don't know it's hard to explain actually but anyway we do have ideas for a sequel right. that would kind of tell the story of how uh wesley and susan were to escape from the south island oh look at yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doesn't give too much away. So almost a sequel, mequel. I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. middle of the film sequel. Yeah, middle of the film sequel. And uh, just an alternate um, timeline. Right, right, right. So, so no Casablanca um, alternate ending, lost reels type of thing. But, but definitely some <laughs> You're more. Talking about the Simpsons episode of Casablanca. That's it? right. That's yeah. that, haven't, that seen, haven't, seen, machine, haven't yeah. seen the real Casablanca. Just, just the Simpsons version. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So Harley, your final set of three questions. Okay. So, have you watched a pirated copy of this movie? No, no, I've watched <laughs> Sam's copy of this movie. So it's right. more of a sharing <laughs> yeah. arrangement as opposed to a straight pirate. Right, right, right. Well, I wouldn't call that pirating, no. um, although I would point out that Sam paid for the movie yeah. and watched it. That's one person, one DVD. Makes sense? Yeah. Now you're making it one DVD, two people. That's kind of like watching it pirated online. Mm. You know, if you think about it. No, you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> the guilt, the away guilt, the room, the guilt. The the guilt. Yeah. And no. the gun's back out. It burns. <laughs> but if you'd like to buy one, yeah, I've got this. <laughs> no, no, I will say that if somebody buys uh, the DVD, I don't really mind if they show. In fact, I want them to show everybody they know, you know. Yeah. It's not quite the same. It's not the same as buying it online and then sharing sharing it on your Facebook. It's just not quite the same for some reason. I guess it's because it's got that real-life interaction uh, and that real-life endorsement I don't know. Mm. There's something about it. It's not. It's just not the same. So yeah. I, I do encourage those people out there that have bought the DVD, show your friends. It's funny because it was due to your Facebook rant that I actually got off my own ass to buy a copy of this movie. Well, it wasn't so much the Facebook rant, but it was Guy in the news article um, on stuff where he was saying about how disappointed he is that you know copies of these movies are available on YouTube and people are watching them for free. And if he'd even had a dollar from each one of those people that had watched the movie online, he would have made you know some money off it. So I brought it 
a copy of it to which guy signed it thanks for the pity money or the guilt money or something like that. <laughs> to which i was like well actually i haven't watched the you know priority copy of this but when i was putting these questions together i was actually sitting on my computer and i thought to myself oh, i wonder if i'll you know i'll have a quick look and see if there is a pirate copy of it still on youtube and there's no english versions but there's a german, german. version yeah, yeah. so but- i cut to halfway through it and this movie takes on a completely different flavor when it's in the lovely romantic soft undertones of a german voice yeah this is intense that's actually um still up there i haven't lagged it and got rid of it yet but only because i wanted to w- watch it myself i don't have a copy of the german version so it was interesting for me as well <laughs> yeah. i actually looked at it just the other day yeah but it has been pirated uh, a lot a lot a lot more people have seen it illegally than legally for sure like millions of people have seen it illegally and yeah. probably thousands of people have seen it legally <laughs> <laughs> such a shame uh all right another question what would the porn parody of this movie be called right my one is uh i survived the anal holocaust uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> yeah jesus Christ. Well, well done pr- pr- proud don't, of you don't ask him for a scene by scene breakdown <laughs> i've got storyboards that's all done <laughs> written it all in his head uh my one's very similar it would be i gangbanged a zombie holocaust uh-huh okay yep. okay i'm the winner there's definitely i survived an anal holocaust yeah i suspect it yeah. would <laughs> once i once so i heard that slide it yeah. in there easy see yeah. the euphemism yeah, yeah. and then uh do you guys think that my character Wesley Pennington has a future in the movie business? Yeah, but probably not in lead director's role. He seems to me like the type of guy that's too soft and kind and gentle that would probably get pushed around a bit too much by mm-hmm. diva actors and actresses. He stole half of my <laughs> idea. This is the last time I tell him my idea when I drive on the way to the podcast. Oh, what you um, still here? Yeah. Um, so totally agree. He's just a little. Uh, I think you need a thick skin. Uh-huh. I think that you probably need to be a little bit immune to criticism, and I, I just don't think he's got it in him. You might be right. It takes uh, it takes a lot of uh, drive and uh, determination. I think he has those, but yeah, you might be right. You got to be a little bit uh, ruthless as well. So, and he's he's just too sweet. Nice guy. Yeah. Although maybe as he gets older, you know, maybe as he grows, he will uh, develop a. Uh, bastard sort of cynicism about yeah, him exactly right. yeah. well as you said I mean guy transformed from Wesley into SMP so, exactly. so it can happen <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the precedent has been set right <laughs> exactly. got it cool so that takes us to our final all play question I'm gonna try not spoil the end of this movie here for you guys who are all gonna go out buy a copy watch it love it and enjoy it as much as us if somebody was making a film of your life who would you cast as the actor to play you Oh, it's it's easy. It's obviously Cliff Curtis. Cliff <laughs> Curtis can pay, play anyone. That's Do you true. know what I mean? And it'll be one of the rare occasions that mm-hmm. Cliff Curtis gets to play a Maori again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he actually, <laughs> although if you've seen Fear the Walking Dead, he actually does. It's terrible. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. So maybe not Cliff. I also thought Michael Pena, but I'll probably go back to Cliff. Yeah. It's funny you say that, dear listeners, because uh, Spanky in his life has been confused for a Mexican. He's been confused for a Native American. He's been confused for a Maldi. Well, he is a Maldi, but, <laughs> but, Cliff but, I'm quite com- but I'm quite confused about it. <laughs> I think the only one is Cliff Curtis played an Iraqi in Three Kings, and I don't think Spang- Spanky's been you know confused for an Iraqi yet. But Not yet. who Not knows? Yet. You know, he's still alive, so maybe one day. But yeah, it makes sense. Cute what about you, Harley? Um, perhaps uh, Danny DeVito. You know, he's a uh, short funny bald i think it all works right i mean i'd like i'd rather play myself if possible you know i'm in a unique position because i am an actor yeah which would be pretty sense. awesome but yeah i don't know paul giamatti you <laughs> oh know? yeah that's a good yeah, one i'm not yeah. drinking fucking merlot <laughs> <laughs> yeah some one of those guys yeah see this question for me just makes like way too much sense like i'm um, 
five foot nine. I'm bald. I've got a beard. I've got blue eyes. You just you describing me? No, I've got a New Zealand accent. Yeah, I mean, look, the, it's obvious. <laughs> Keisha Castle Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Harley, you've been skipped again. Oh, shit. <laughs> gutted. Gutted. No, Harley never would make too much sense, and especially after seeing a work in this movie, we knocked it out of the park. It was amazing. Just makes way too much sense. So that takes us to the end of our podcast. Uh, Harley, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yep, definitely. Yep. yep, sit back. Oh, um, <laughs> I've got a list here. Yeah. All right, so look, if you guys would uh, like to support I Survived a Zombie Holocaust, you can. It's available on iTunes. It's available, if you're in America, it's available on most of your satellite and uh, cable channels, Showtime and AT&T and all of that stuff. It's available on DVD in the UK, Blu-ray. Uh, and and DVD in Germany, I think the Philippines. It's it's really out there, so you can find it legally if you want. If you're in a place where you can't get it legally, we sell personalized signed DVD copies of it, and we post them out worldwide. And you're buying it direct from the filmmakers. We make uh, five eighths of fuck all money out of it, so it's really a thing for passion. So I'd be doing it, uh, you know, to just because just because we want to encourage people to watch the film and because we love you, dear listener. So, um, so yeah, it is actually quite a lot of work as well. It's a real pain in the ass, I swear. These DVDs, like, you know, we make probably like six bucks per DVD or something, and then, but you've got to go to the post office, you're doing all that stuff. There's actually quite a lot of flaffing around associated with it. So I'm really just doing it for the love. But if you would like a copy, I would love to send you one. So the, the way to do that is to go facebook.com slash I-S-A-Z-H, and you'll see a button there for um, buy a personalized DVD. So you can do that but otherwise as well we are always working on a lot of other things and we do that under the name pigville productions so we uh so search that youtube all the places you know just search pigville you'll absolutely find us and then one final thing i'll plug is that we do a weekly podcast ourselves about uh love life and loss and the pursuit of filmmaking glory and so it's called the guy and harley podcast and it's on we've got a facebook page it's on itunes and uh, we also put it on youtube as well so if you were to look up the guy and harley podcast you'll definitely find us uh and we we hope to entertain you so please look that up there you go, guys. Awesome. And I mean, like, everyone loves, like, Taika Waititi at the moment, but Taika, you know, struggled and made his way through film to get to the point he is now. And that's the same with these guys. If you go out and support these guys, help them along, who knows what, you know, films get made in the future and how far these guys will go. So show some love, show some support. Yeah, awesome. Um, the final two questions about this film. Was it only a semi? <laughs> uh, I felt a twinge at one point. You know, <laughs> you know, it's hard when you're doing a when you're doing kind of sex scenes with a cock, nothing but a cock sock on. You know, uh, which I've I've experienced sex scenes a few times now, and you know, there's always there's always a twinge if you get lost in the moment. Uh, it can definitely happen. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, the thing is that my semi just looks like a flaccid. You know, <laughs> by most standards, so it wasn't an issue. Nobody noticed. Awesome. And the other one was. How come I don't get a vagina? <laughs> I don't know. You got to try harder. You got to try harder, Sam. <laughs> oh, well, I'll give it another crack. Cool. So anyway, that takes us into the podcast. Thank you, dear listeners, for listening to us. Uh, like and subscribe. You can find us on Nerd V Noob N E R D V N E W B and all the podcast apps. Anyway, that's thanks for me. Thanks for me. And thanks for me. And oh, a special thank you, Harley, for coming in and doing this with us, or letting us come to your lovely home of Pigville Productions and do this. And yeah, it's been awesome. Pleasure. Yay.